0: It's amazing how we can use the herbs and how well they work. And the dosages are really interesting. And the way that we're evolving when we use these things, it's incredible.
1: Yep. Some other favorite herbs.
0: So, what are your favorite herbs? Mine's Go to Cola at the moment. I'm liking a bit of Go to Cola. I've been. That's
1: one of the high OPC herbs that Mm. I use a lot of. Not OPC, withania. Oh,
0: yeah, we all like a bit of withania. That's definitely been the 2020 herb.
1: Look, it's amazing because not only does it support your adrenals and give you some charge, it also makes you sleep better at night. So yeah. it calms you down a bit. So, and anxiety being what it is today, it's a super herb.
0: Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists and practitioners, responding directly to the needs of a practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business, something clinical, you'll get the variety you need to enjoy and stay motivated and practice. So thanks for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for our episodes. If you'd like more support, get in contact and I look forward to working with you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. How the devil are you? So I've got a real treat for you today. I've got Jeff Beatty with me. So he is my rep from the Herbal Extract Company, and he was down here in Adelaide the other week. And we had a phenomenal chat all about herbs and clients and naturopathy. And Jeff has his own business as well, and he sees clients. So he's really on the money. He's been a naturopath now for 40 years, 1982. So I'm sure some of you listening are going, that was before I was born. It wasn't before I was born, right? That Jeff had a business in bodywork. So he was doing bodywork before he became a naturopath and a herbalist. And he's still going strong, 40 years strong. You've been with the Herbal Extract Company a long time now as a part-time rep for them which is great because it means I see you on a semi-irregular basis wherever you are in the country or wherever I've traveled to, or you come to Adelaide, and you are full of amazing knowledge about the herbs and about manufacturing, about the business in general. And I love the Herbal Extract Company, as do you. So we often have a little chat and we say things like, I wouldn't buy anybody else's cinnamon. Oh, no. And we do have these little sage moments together, really about the manufacturing and dosage and how that all came about, because we had a wonderful discussion over coffee. It was cold in Adelaide, and Jeff, who lives in Queensland, was freezing. We were outside. I was lovely, and I found it fine. I didn't think it was that bad that day, all this rain of late. Say hello to everyone. Introduce yourself, and then let's get into some of these herbs and manufacture and dosage and things that we were talking about the other day.
1: Yeah, look, I paid for my way through college by doing bodywork. I studied with Kathy Dunn, who is a third generation herbalist over in Western Australia. Great course, missed some things, which I had to add later. And I believe she's caught up with those sorts of things. The medical stuff wasn't in that course properly in those days. So just mm. a couple of years ago.
0: 45 <laughs> and- years ago, if you were qualified <laughs> <laughs>
1: Since then I've of course you never stop learning in this industry it's a requirement apart mm-hmm. from if you're good at it you keep trying to find better ways to do things and there always is more to understand so I was a full time I had a very large practice in western australia and I eventually got sick and took a few years off and and then came back by working as a consultant for herbal extract And now I'm doing some part time clinic as well. I had a couple of years in Sri Lanka where I helped, well, I led a team in the design and build for an integrative oncology wellness facility, which was really interesting and a great time. And one of the things that I had to research was the best source of different medicines and products and machinery and so on from around the world. And what was really interesting was the best quality herbal medicine. Guess where it comes from? Australia. Australia. There are quite some good ones in Switzerland, but it doesn't surpass what we do here. A few good ones in the States, but America is all over the place. Every state's laws are different, so it's quite difficult to find out what is actually happening there. And consistently it came up that Australia was best. In terms of supplementation too, not the herbal medicine supplements, Australia has the tightest regulations in the world. Which means that if it's on the shelf, you're guaranteed that it has what it says it has in it. Guaranteed. TGA does that. Other countries, that's not the case. America does produce some very good supplementation with people like Pure Encapsulations. But there are literally hundreds of different brands and Pure Encapsulations are not on a retail shelf anywhere. Anything on a retail shelf doesn't necessarily have what it's supposed to have in it. That's not guaranteed in the US. FDA has nothing to do with it. So Australia is the world leader in that area. In terms of herbal medicine, I'm a bit biased, but herbal extracts is the best for a number of reasons. Number one is that mostly one-in-ones. And biggest problem as a practitioner is getting enough material into somebody. When I first started practice, I would see people for one problem. Yeah. They'd come for arthritis. They'd come for constipation. They would come for eyesight. They would come for weight loss. One thing is never the case now. They're a train wreck. You're lucky if you've only got five things you've got to deal with somebody. Absolutely. Many times more than that. So having a formula that is limited to four items is difficult and you're not going to get very far. So having one-in-ones, it's much easier to build a, f- a good formula The biggest trick is picking the emperor herb. I like Chinese philosophy, which is find the number one herb for that person. They call it the emperor herb, have a couple of two or three executives, and then a bunch of peons or soldiers. So having a good understanding of the multi-level way that herbs work is important so that you can build a, a formula really well. But the number one herb is the most important. And then the dosage becomes very important and unfortunately there's conflicting information with different companies they are quite different. Mm-hmm. I discovered this many years ago back in the 80s, in fact, when I had a problem that required very high dosing and I used the com- I wasn't with herbal extract at that time and not using their herbs they weren't I didn't know they were available over there in Western Australia. And I used maximum dose of something and then found that I wasn't happy with it. So I went on a hunt. And remember, no internet 1986. I remember it was eighty-seven, something like that.
0: Yeah, getting out yeah. the journals, scrabbling around in libraries, the dust. Oh, yes. I remember. Well, and
1: finding books. And there was ah. conflicting information. So it was licorice that I was looking at and I, some doses, like the Chinese use very low doses, but I wasn't looking at Chinese information at that time. I was looking at Western information and the doses ranged from 30 grams a week to well over a hundred. So wow. I decided I'd better buy the British Homeopathic here, which I did. And it was very expensive. And in fact, it's the same price today as it was then, which is ridiculous. But anyway... When it arrived, I was shocked to find that the company that was supplying the herbs that I was using was less than half the dose. So the dose for licorice is 42.5 grams to 105 grams a week. So the Chinese use it at a very low dose as a synergist, and that's perfectly legitimate. But when you're using it as a principal herb, then you need to use more. And this was for a catatonic depressive who was hemorrhaging cortisol, and licorice actually worked. And I used it later on at the correct dose and got much better results. But in the process, I discovered there were a whole lot of other herbs in the the ranges that were also incorrectly dosaged. So another example that we talked about was elecampane. So Mm -hmm. elecampane, an absolutely beautiful lung herb, and it's also very high in volatiles, which is important because it strips off the biofilms for tuberculosis, for example. So it was a very important herb in tuberculosis. But mm-hmm. if you don't get dosage right, that's going to be a problem. Tuberculosis is pretty full on. Elecampane has very high volatile levels. Most herbs, it's between half and 1%. Elecampane is 3%. Mm-hmm. Probably is if it's not well made, you lose those. That's yeah. another issue. But again, British pharmac- pharmacopoeia dosage is 32 half grams. To 84 grams a week. Some of the companies are 10 to 40 mil of a one in two, which means they're 10 to 20 grams, not even bottom dose. No, not even. So, herbal extracts, again, their top dose, top level is always a rounding out of the number. So, their dose, I think, for Ella campaign is 20 to 80 mil. Can scare some people. Well, you know, that's nearly my whole week's worth of herbs. So, look, you don't have to use 100 mil a week as one of the things that the colleges, started teaching, and I don't know why, is that you have to get your formula into 100 mil. You don't. Mm -hmm. Dorothy Hall used to use 50. Some of her practitioners that I still talk to today are very successful at that very low dosing. Some other people that I deal with who deal with cancer only use much higher doses, 250 mil a week.
0: Um, I'm quite a low doser. So Yeah. yeah.
1: And I actually know a doctor in, no, Mwollomba, who actually doses higher than that. He's a herbalist and a doctor. Herbalist first, and then he became a doctor. So dosage then becomes an interesting question. So if you've got someone who's complex and acute, Mm -hmm. there's no reason that you shouldn't use larger than 100 mill a week. I tend to use about 175 for acute uh, a week. For cancer, it's 250 mill a week. But for acute, generally 175, so a 500ml bottle gives you three weeks. Mm-hmm. And of course, once they you get to where you want to go, then you can cut down the dosage. Yeah. They don't need that high level dose. And of course, it means that you can get your 7 to 10 herbs in there. And so it's then also important to know what are really good peon herbs. Probably my favourite one is maritime pine.
0: We were talking about maritime pine because it was out of stock for a little while, and I was lucky and I had some, but it's all back in stock now, isn't oh, yeah. it? So yeah. we're all very lucky to have that well, one.
1: It's a little interesting story as to why it was out, out of stock. Lindsay Shum, who is the owner of Herbal Extract, and his mm. daughters are now running it. So he's sixth-generation herbalist, by the way. Yeah. He'd done a deal with the New South Wales Forestry Department to – where they mis uh, planted maritime pine some years ago, and he was leasing that off them and and he would harvest that every now and then. And of course, you only use the bark and the timber was used, but you only use the bark for the for the remedies. and they got a new manager in, bulldozed mm. a lot. yeah wasn't happy.
0: No I wonder there was nothing for a while there. Yeah. yeah,
1: so in fact, though, there are quite a few maritime pines spread throughout the New South Wales State Forest. Now, interestingly enough, pine growing requires no chemicals. It's totally organic, well-crafted. They naturally just grow there. But what they found them for Lindsay, and he went out and harvested, and they were actually bigger and older. So the actual herbs are actually stronger, which is Ah. really good. (laughs) (laughs) So, but And there's still plenty of them. So there's no issue with uh, stock. It was just once they bulldozed it, it was a bit of a problem. Why is maritime pine my favorite herb? I have a special interest in endothelial dysfunction, which is a tricky thing to treat, but there's stacks of evidence about OPCs and polyphenols running a close second, but OPCs being significant in their ability to repair endothelial cells. Now, Western medicine has nothing that can actually really treat it. There are a couple of blood pressure herbs that can <laughs> slightly improve it, but they can't actually do any serious repair. They're all the angiotensin and yeah. blood pressure drugs. But OPCs, they have a molecular weight and they range from sixty, uh, sorry, 162 to 5,500 in the molecular weight. Maritime, and the smaller they are, the more absorbable they are. Maritime pines range, and it has 37 different OPCs range from the bottom 162 to 1,100. To put that in comparison, so you'll find all the other herbs that have really great, uh, really low density and low molecular weight, OPCs are things like hawthorn and arjuna. Something like grapeseed, which is often promoted to repair the endothelium, it will help, but they're all very high molecular weight. So they're above 1,100 up to 5,000. And what that means is that they require breaking down first. There's a digestive process involved, whereas the very low molecular weight ones just go straight through the mucous mm-hmm. membranes into the bloodstream. And so you get a much quicker result and a much better result. Maritime pine being a dose rate of 10 mil a week. Tiny dose,
0: tiny amount you put in a bottle. Go. Perfect. And
1: it's around 8 to 10% OPC. So you're talking about per meal, about 50 milligrams of OPC. Mm-hmm. Now, I do go above 10 mil. Do
0: Something you? I do go above. About
1: back. 15, so 2 mm-hmm. mil a day. But endothelial dysfunction is one of the poorly talked about. But it's one of the things we can do a lot about because Western medicine can't do a thing about it. It's the biggest cause of death is cardiovascular disease that mm-hmm. we have. It's more than cancer. And we can treat it. Sorry, probably not allowed to use that word.
0: We can support people who have the issue, Is I think. That's correct.
1: correct So nutritional support for them. Any herbs with OPCs, anything that says they've got flavonoids in them will help. Anything that has polyphenols in them will help. But your big ones, hawthorn, arjuna, ginkgo biloba, maritime pine, go to cola, green tea, Pomegranate, they're all super high, but, but there are quite a lot of others. Oh, bilberry the other one. Bilberry has the highest level, but they're not all super low density. So a lot of them are, but not all are, but 25% of bilberry is OPCs. So with, with two mil a day, you're getting 50 milligrams, two mil a day, and that's, a very low dose. You can do four, you can do five. So there is something that that brings up though. So some of the companies have three-in-one bilberry.
0: Yeah, I don't quite get that. Yep.
1: So to make a three-in-one, how do they do it? Because you can naturally, with cold extract process, only get to a one-in-one. So you either have to heat it or you have to add in powder or there's a new process called vacuum extraction. I don't know the details of that and what you would lose from that. I, I know that the first thing you'd lose is volatile oils. Now, with OPCs, that's not going to affect the OPC content, but heating will and adding back powder will. So I don't know how that works. But there are other herbs where I tend to stay with one-in-ones or below because. I don't know what happened. So if you go to Ginkgo Biloba, that's a, some of the tablets are like 26 to one, some of them 50 to one, where you've got, I think the Roche tablet is 12 grams down into a 240 milligram tablet. Yeah. What's happened to all the other stuff? They're standardized against four op four flavonoids, mm. but there are 20. So you don't know what's there. Full spectrum extract for me is much better because I know that everything's there. Yeah. that's
0: the thing with uh, herbal extract because I went I visited um during one of the bubbles in in the last few years I managed to um, go to the herbal extract company in a bubble and I got to look around and in strictly education and support there is actually a video of me in the factory just showing some of oh. them I wasn't able to video inside very much how it's made and where it is but it's actually on the Instagram page there's now a lot of we can see the vats being stirred and what was really cool. What I really enjoyed seeing was because of Lindsay's grandson or great-grandson works in the manufacturing now. Yeah. And so he's there and he's physically stirring these huge vats and then putting the lid back on, which of course saves the volatiles. We're not it's not all being extracted away. So each and every vat is doing its one-in-one process. And then some things were sort of cordoned off garlic all the garlic things were off in their own little area because obviously if that touched anything else it'd just be turned to garlic yeah. and the press i mean like when you make your own you have i can use like a potato press or you can all sorts of different presses you can use you can use a little wine press for your mark but boy did lindsay make a decent size press for the mark yeah, there, huge huge thing it was really amazing going around and seeing the love that goes in, but also going upstairs and seeing the lab because there's a full lab upstairs. There's scientists upstairs checking everything, and there's a cupboard full of herbs from that have been made years ago that are still being tested to see if they're okay. And each batch, there's a room full of one of each batch and a full lab with two scientists, two or three scientists, I think. Oh, right?
1: yeah, I- George is such an interesting man. He's a nanochemist, but he loves his biological stuff so much that he's been working for Herbal Extract now. He is brilliant. Proves the quality of the extracts exponentially by his research and the, the work that he's doing. But yes, they do all the testing there, but I think he has three or four staff working with him. And anything that's untoward that they can't sort out themselves, that gets sent to Southern Cross University to their lab, where they have much bigger equipment. We cert- mm-hmm. they have in-house HPLC, PLC, mm-hmm. and gas chromatography. I think, but anything more than that, they have to send it out. But yeah, it's and it's really important to search for something like bacopa is a good example. Holy basil is another really good example. They soak up heavy metals out of the ground. So if mm-hmm. they not grown in good areas they might even be certified organic now hopefully they have been tested but sometimes they have not so even something that preceded the organic era is in the ground you need to test for these things and if you don't have the capacity and certainly some of the manufacturers all the big ones do all the tga certified ones no problem yeah big more but some of the smaller local ones don't and some of the commercial importers of herbs don't they just Bring the herd in.
0: Don't, that's no, it. That's the thing with if it's not because the Australian stuff, the TGA go in and inspect the premises. They sit heavy in the premises for like a week going through everything. everything.
1: Did you find it really interesting how many times everything had to be signed off?
0: Everything signed off so many times. And they said it's because the TGA come in and it's all of it is about proof, but it, all of it is about evidence that the proof is proof and the evidence is evidence of that evidence. And so they'd say, so you can't just say, oh, yeah, the temperatures of the fridge is at three degrees because at the end of the day they'll go prove it. And then you go, oh, here's our checklist that's been signed. No, prove that. So you have to have another thermometer that proves the first thermometer that's signed off that proves the second thermometer that's also. The second person
1: to sign off that the first person got it right. It's incredible uh, the amount of paperwork. It's amazing.
0: And they do it every three to five years. And then they're saying, oh, the quality isn't good enough. We see it in Facebook groups all the time. Somebody's made this comment. And that's the America. There was one piece of research. They were Australians that did the research, but they had to go to America to pull the product off shelves to find product that failed. That's great. They didn't pull product off Australian shelves because the product they pulled off Australian shelves was what it said it was in the can because we have the system on the front. It's got an ostel label on the front, then it's been through that. And other things that haven't, you might look at something and go, oh, there's no ostel, what is that? Because they're passing it off as a food. So they're calling it a food rather than a herbal medicine. So we're really lucky in Australia having the TGA and having the Ostel system to support us. They literally support us. People might think, oh, that's going to crush you and all the rest of it. No, 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 no. It makes us so much better because the quality of our product is so much better. And we're mm-hmm. lucky
1: which is why Thorne have mm. all their facilities TGA certified, wherever they are. Yeah. They're an American company manufactured yeah. in America and China, but their facilities are TGA certified, and it says it on the label, and they do that because TGA is the best in the world. And what you were saying about the different products, even the cheapest, nastiest product, oh yeah, if it has an Ostel number, it's definitely what it says it is. The difference can be the excipients and the quality of the raw material that's used. Yeah. But yeah. if it says it has X amount of zinc in there, it has to have that. Otherwise, yeah. it won't get through TGA. And they check. They do uh, take
0: Things uh, off shelves. You've got the OSTEL, they'll go around and they'll take the things off the shelves. So, I mean, like we say, you know, the supermarket quality isn't as good as, say, the pharmacy quality, which then in turn isn't as good as our quality that we have as practitioners. And I think that, the best example of that is fish oil, in that fish oils, the mat- practitioner fish oils, are of the absolute highest quality. They are highest quality when they're, they're caught, Where they're caught, the types of fish, they're, they're small fish, then they've got the processing they go through, whereas you're, they're cheaper. And heavy metals. That's and they're it. checked for heavy metals because there is a level that they're allowed to be at, which is actually quite high. So you cheap fish oil it's got quite a high level of heavy metal in it, quite a high level of contaminant because the contaminant limits are quite high. It's like flour. So all flour is allowed a certain percentage of mouse poo in it, for example, because they can't keep mice out. Neither of us eat flour, so we're good.
1: Yeah, that's
0: it. (laughs) So we can tell the world about the mouse poo and the flour. It's the same thing. There's a percentage that's allowed. They're saying, hey, you can have that much. But within our fish oils, within the practitioner fish oils, as everybody who's listening to this will know, because they will have heard it from their rep who sells fish oils. Neither of us sell fish oils. So neither of us have a stake in the fish oil industry. But they will say how clean and how purified they are to get rid of that, to have near undetectable levels so that they can. And that's why it's more expensive, because we've got a purer, better product. Iron, another perfect example. If you buy iron, the cheap iron got low iron. So you're sent to the shop to get an iron tablet. It's really cheap. Iron uh, costs $10, like $8 or something for your little pot of iron. But then the person is constipated and they have black poo and all of the things that go with it. Whereas you go up the steps to the better, the amino acid chelates and all the rest of it, you don't have any of those side effects, but the product is double the price. Still only $15, but it's still double the price to the one that's in the shop's. So
1: calcium is a good example of that too. Yeah, that's you know,
0: another one.
1: Our cheapest, at ad, highly advertised one is calcium oxide. It's absorbed at a rate of ten percent. That's so, um, all it's absorbable. And I mean, so
0: you might as well use it on a chalkboard. Really, it's, it's not much. Well, it's only
1: powdered limestone.
0: So I mean, we have got our products are amazing. I have to say, I really like the herbal extract products. There's my little toot in there, but I mean, I like the other products too. I have, if I look over at my shelf from here. I literally have one of each of the four producers. So I can see a PPC from here. I can see a herbal extract. I can see an optimal and I can see a mini herb. So I do spread the love. But with each of them, like, as I said, with cinnamon, I wouldn't buy anybody else's. There's definitely some that I would only buy from you, including maritime pine. So there we go. It's really interesting that the dosages that... I quite a low doser, and yet here we have the the opportunity to have much higher doses if we go and inspect and have a look at the British Pharmacopeia.
1: Well, it also depends what you're treating too. Drop dosing works brilliantly to restore homeostasis. Yeah, it's fabulous. Works yep. a treat. And some of the practitioners there are just amazing. They have incredible businesses and are doing very very well with it. It's not my mindset. I'm a big doser. And but then I tend to see people that need that. So and here on the Gold Coast where I live, it's a heavily marketed area. There's a lot of free stuff that what people tend to do is they go around and do all the free stuff until they're so sick that they might be prepared to pay for something. And then they might go to the cheapest. Naturopaths that I can find, and then go. <laughs>
0: that didn't work either. Oh, yeah. go. You have got a lot of naturopaths. You've got one on every corner on the Gold Coast, whereas yeah, the rest of the country, of <laughs> yeah, we haven't got. Well, Northern
1: like, Rivers is probably more. Northern Rivers, around Byron Bay and there's uh, yeah. probably yeah. more.
0: But. Yeah, as many as there are in a flood. I mean, it's just like I don't do a lot of drop dosing. I do do the occasional drop dosing where I have someone who's very infirm or struggling with things. I might start drop dosing. When people are acute, I do very regular dosing. So they will have a smaller dose, but they will have it every hour to two hours. So I make a winter syrup every year. I've just given the last 500, well, sold, didn't give. I handed it to him, which is give, isn't it? But I sold the last 500ml bottle from the 2022 batch to my mechanic this morning when I dropped off my car. So his family swears by it. And then there's acute, so I make... A syrup, I make a huge batch of syrup at the beginning of the season using herbs and all the dried herbs and, and fruits and things. And and it's a regular dose. So there's an acute dosing for them. And it's every hour you have a tablespoon because it's a syrup. It's a homemade syrup. It's not a one-in-one one tincture. It's a, a one-in-twenty, but it's one tablespoon. And they absolutely swear. I've got tons of people who absolutely swear by it. I start getting contacted in the middle of winter. If you got any syrup, if you've got any syrup, I'm like, oh, I've just finished the first batch. I'm just on to the second batch. I tend to make two batches a year, and I've just finished this year's batch. So next year, come May, people will be going, have you started that batch yet, Geraldine? Because when I make it, it smells like old man socks. So all the family know that, yeah, it's got a really, mm, yeah. Bit what precious. does
1: that then? What Which herbs?
0: Sure, which one it is that creates the smell. The last batch I actually made in my pressure cooker rather than it brewing, like, because I normally have it on the cooker fat because I decoct it because it's a syrup. So I decoct it all. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm decocting it all up and reducing it all down. So I've been making it on the cooker. But last time, the mechanic, I'd run out and they've got four kids and he said, We need some, we need some, we've run out. And I was like, well, you meant to tell me before you run out. Now you've run out and I haven't got any. And so I made it in the pressure cooker. It was absolutely brilliant. Done in 20 minutes. I was so impressed. <laughs> but herbs are Probably amazing. retained
1: more of the, the uh, mm. elements as well.
0: Definitely. I definitely retained more of it. I was so thrilled when I'd done it. I was like, I'm so doing this from now on. It's definitely going in the pressure cooker. It's amazing how we can use the herbs and how well they work. And the dosages are really interesting. And the way that we're evolving when we use these things, it's incredible.
1: Yep. Some other favourite herbs?
0: So, what are your favourite herbs? Mine's Go to at the moment. I'm liking a bit of Go to Cola. Been- That's
1: one of the high OPC herbs that mm. I use a lot of. Not OPC, withania. Is- oh,
0: yeah. We all like a bit of withania. That's definitely been the 2020 herb.
1: Look, it's amazing because not only does it support your adrenals and give you some charge, it also makes you sleep better at night. So, yeah. it calms you down a bit. So, and anxiety being what it is today, it's a super herb. I actually have this little presentation I do on super adaptogens because I think there are lots of adaptogens, but there's five or six of them that are above and beyond. They treat everything pretty much. And withania probably leads that pack.
0: Maybe I'll get you back in. And uh, rather than on the podcast, I might get you back into the Facebook group, Strictly Education and Support, to deliver that talk. How about that?
1: Oh, sure. That sounds interesting.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. We might just do that in the new year. We might just do that in 2023. That'd be cool.
1: Okay. My other new favorite herb, Mm -hmm. which I've only started using recently, is Nigella.
0: Oh, yeah. We're all loving a bit of the Nigella. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: I'm finding some really interesting things with it, like, and all sorts of disparate things. Like, the research is interesting, and I haven't had a chance yet to try it on a non alcoholic fatty liver. But some of the research on that was amazing. They did a study on about 80 people and 57% after three months on two grams a day, no evidence of fatty liver.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: I've had experience with it dropping, sorry, stabilizing blood pressure with somebody who was unstable. I've had experience with a person who was taking uh, lots of supplementation and which was part of a loose bowel long-term mm-hmm. and stopped supplementation. And magnesium, I think, was one of the key factors there. Take the nigella and sort it.
0: Wow, there we go. So,
1: And, you know, that's not on the list of things it's supposed to do. A few people with arthritis taking it with excellent results when added to their other things. It just seems to empower those sorts of anti-inflammatory herbs.
0: Wow!
1: Uh, so really liking Nigella. Herbal extracts out of stock at the moment because the other companies were out when they introduced it a few months ago, and they thought they'd have enough till next year. But because everybody else was out, it's all gone. Yeah, it'll be back in a couple of weeks, I think.
0: Yeah, by the time this comes out, the Nigella will be back on the shelves, folks. Don't <laughs> worry about that.
1: Which was kind of interesting. What other interesting herbs? Glossy Privet. I'm really liking. Mm-hmm kidney liver tonic yeah. but on top of that it increases white cell generation
0: wow on
1: the bone so and it's almost as good as astragalus but when you combine it with astragalus it's increased from either one it's more than both of them can do separately they seem to potentize each other to do that so when you've got someone who's very ill and the yeah. cancer people uh, that's important so there's some others that are pretty obvious, like Shazandra is really wonderful. Yeah. Not only does it treat lots and lots of different things, it's phase two is the liver phase two is great. Bilberry is always a favorite. Some odd ones like Mura Oh yeah. I would use
0: that Murapuama? for a while. Yes, yes. I was I've got a funny story about that. We're running out of time, but I have a funny story about that. I was with a friend yeah. and I was with a girlfriend with her new child. And we're in a cafe and another naturopath said, look, I've got to answer this call. Sorry, I've been waiting for it. And another naturopath, you, you know, Glennis, she said, have you got any maruparama? I need it for my client. And I said, oh, I have got some maruparama, but it's at home. And I'm sad at the moment. And she got up and walked away with this baby. I thought, well, that's weird. I did say I was answering the phone. And then she came back home and she said, I can't believe you're talking about marijuana on the phone with other people. But nobody can pronounce it. We're just going to mumble it. we just got maruparama. And hope for the best. And she's <laughs> like, oh, oh, I really thought you said marijuana. It's like, no, I haven't been talking about marijuana on the phone. We haven't got time. We're meant to be bite-sized, you see. Okay. You? We're meant to be bite-sized. And we're, we're going definitely into huge mouthful and possibly a full dinner right now.
1: Murapuama is erectile function, but also female <laughs> sexual function. It's also Mm. anti acetylcholesterinase, a bit of a mouthful, anti acetylcholesterinase, which is really interesting. So good for the brain and the nervous system. And as a sexual support, it doesn't work cardiovascularly. It works on the nervous system. It's the only herb that I know that does that particularly, or Damiana does, but this seems to have a much better result than Damiana. I think Damiana works because it relaxes people.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Like passionflower has evidence. I don't know if you've ever seen the study. It's really interesting. It's about the mounting behavior of rats and oh. on dosage rates of passionflower that at 75 milligrams, it increases their mounting behavior at 100 milligrams, it in- increases their mounting behavior at 150 milligrams, it decreases It's because they go and lie down on the couch. (laughs)
0: Yeah, they they go for a little relax. They've had their mounting power. Now they need to chill out and smoke the post-coital cigarette.
1: They're kind of funny, though, that a certain amount of relaxation is good.
0: Over the other side, that's right.
1: But uh, miripoima is a really interesting herb uh, because of that. And, of course, there are a lot of other things. Endothelial function is the Mm. main thing for sexual dysfunction. but. It's mm. one of those beautiful support herbs that you can put in there mm. along with the super adaptogens.
0: Very cool. Right, we're going to have to wind it up there, and I will definitely have you back because it's just amazing talking to you. You are a font of knowledge. You'll be back in the new year sharing your knowledge.
1: Happy New Year, everybody.
0: Happy New Year to you, Jeff. Cheers. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review review